Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Gabrielle Hartley. And Gabrielle is a strong and compassionate advocate, coach, and a highly skilled online divorce mediator and coach. For the last 25 years, she has served couples in reaching reasonable resolutions for her clients. She is well known for keeping 99% of her cases at the negotiation table and out of the courtroom, and for teaching her carefully curated Better Apart method to other professionals working with divorcing clients. She authored Better Apart, The Radically Positive Way to Separate, endorsed by Gwyneth Paltrow and called The Conscious Uncoupling How-To by People Magazine. Gabrielle is committed to keeping the toxicity and damage in her cases to a minimum. It is time for the positive divorce movement to take hold. And lots of us have heard those horrible divorce stories. Maybe you've even experienced that. These scenarios are so damaging and can bring out the worst in all of us. Is it possible to have a positive experience, maybe even partially go through divorce or mediation only to discover your relationship is worth another try? My next guest will be talking all about the possibilities, whether you're separating, divorcing, or coming back together to create an an entirely new relationship. You're going to love this conversation. Here we go. Okay, everybody. So we have Gabrielle Hartley with us today. And we've been talking a little bit before I hit record. And one of the things um, we're going to be talking about are possibilities. What possibilities do you ask? Great question. Possibilities about divorce, about separation, or about maybe if you're meant to stay together. I mean, betrayal brings out the best and the worst in all of us. So I brought in the expert today to just share with us maybe what some possibilities are and what we can do with it. So here we go. Welcome, Gabrielle. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So, you know, you've, you've seen a lot and you've worked with a lot of couples and, and I'm sure you've seen so many, um, just so many different scenarios. Let's just start with, with just an idea of some of the possibilities that exist when someone comes to see you? So the possibilities are really endless. And the possibilities come from within the person who's coming to see me. And what the possibilities are, are to get divorced, close the door, go to court. They may be to go to mediation where you're sitting with the third party neutral to help you to arrive at a resolution that works for both of you. It may be a hybrid of those two where you have a lawyer either with you at the mediation or on the side to help you in the mediation so that you advocate for everything that you need. And for some people it may mean staying together, going deeper into themselves, into yourself, and finding out a way to navigate forward from the pain that you've just been through. You know, and I'm so curious, is there sort of a, if you were to say, is there a, a profile of, of a couple <laughs> <don't> that's, <laughs> you know, but I'm just curious, is there sort of a look or some characteristics of who's likely to stay together? Who's likely to separate? Who's likely to divorce? Have you ever seen, I mean, could you, could you come up with something or maybe I mean, just doesn't exist? I I'm just make curious. something up. Sure. I mean, I would say that um, in the circumstance where it's a long-term marriage and you have children and you have basically a good dynamic and the person is not a serial cheater, but it was like a sort of midlife crisis, not to say, oh, it's okay, but we all know the statistics about 50% of everybody actually does have some sort of affair or indiscretion. Um, and so when it's happening to us, 
we feel like, how could this happen to me? Right? And it is happening to you, but it's typically really not about you. And so when that's exactly what I say all the time, even though it happened to you, it's not about you. And it is just so painful. I mean, betrayal could be, there are so many different types with your family, your friends. When it comes to that partnership betrayal, it's so hard not to take it personally. You know, our self-esteem is slammed, our confidence, our, you know, all of it, but, but it is true. And, and, um, that's one of the things that's why healing from betrayal is so hard because we have to rebuild all of that. But just, uh, just wanted to interject that even though it happened to you, it's not about you. That's right. And so if you, in your heart of hearts, for whatever reason, if your inner voice is telling you that maybe just maybe you can make this work out, then I encourage you to listen to yourself and to not throw away the relationships with people, your friends, your parents, your, you know, your chorus that's telling you to leave. You can possibly work through it and move beyond your betrayal. Now, remember, I am, I, and I have been a divorce attorney and mediator for 25 years, so it's, it's not like I'm in the business of telling everybody to stay together, but if you feel like there's something there and you feel that you can move beyond, there are certain things that you can do to help you go deeper and to get to the next level. Although it may be difficult to completely forget what happened, you can still forgive. You know, and, and you said something really important. We have to be so mindful of who we're speaking to and sharing this with because it really, there responses are coming through their lenses. Like for example, if you have an, you know, let's say your mother-in-law doesn't want you to get divorced, right? But meanwhile, if you have a, a, a narcissistic partner and they have no intention of changing, you know, so we have to be really careful who we're sharing with, or, you know, I see it and I see it in my community all the time where their friends, you know, they're, they're just coming from, if they haven't been there, they don't truly understand. So they're, they're saying, because of course they want you to feel better. So they're saying, you know, get over it or just move forward or whatever, not really understanding. So just be really careful who you're sharing this with. Make sure that person understands and gets it. And, and I've seen this too, the wrong type of support does more harm than good. That, that's exactly right. But also the flip side is if you have a best friend who was cheated on and their spouse was a narcissist and your spouse was not a narcissist or was not a serial cheater, there is a tendency, which I, I've seen, I've been doing this a very long time, um, to overgeneralize and start to think like, oh, you're, ju you know, you're just like her husband. But really, we're, al although we have certain similarities, we are all highly nuanced beings. And so you really need to do that work of going inward. And um, that can be very difficult, especially when you're hurting. And if you normally are reaching out to friends for support, it can be extra difficult. So, well, and, and especially because there's so much shame, fear of judgment, we don't want pity, you know. So it's it's a really really hard time. Although this is the time where we need support the most. So just to stress that again, we need support, but just be careful who you speak to. Um, and you're right, you know, someone could be a full blown narcissist, and then someone could just have some narcissistic tendencies. That person with narcissistic tendencies may have this could have been the greatest shocker ever for them to wake up and say, "What the heck have I been doing?" Where the narcissist is just going to sort of move along and look for more narcissistic supply. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you talk about the five elements. Let's, can we go through those? Absolutely. 
Do you want me to just let's start? Yeah, let's just break down each one. Let's start with number one and we'll we'll see where we go. Okay. So the five elements, I'll just name them. They are patience, respect, peace, clarity, and forgiveness. And these five elements are really a roadmap or a blueprint to move you through and beyond whatever difficult um, betrayal or hardship you're enduring in your relationship. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about each of them. So patience is about slowing down, giving yourself tools to respond rather than react. Mm -hmm. um, that might be as simple as leaving the room and taking a couple of deep breaths. It might mean you need a 10 minute timeout before you respond and say, get out of here. Just say, I need a timeout. It's about holding yourself in a way that you can feel good about and then coming back with a more metered response to whatever is happening. And that's so important. Patience is, I, I like to think of it as a muscle. It is not something that some of us, it comes easy to. I know I, I'm, I'm a double Aries, which I, I didn't even know what that meant, but if it meant I had no patience, I have even less. <laughs> I might you know I'm Aries also. Maybe I'm a double Aries. I think the reason I made patience first is because that's what I'm most extremely lacking in. Right. So and I expect everybody to go at my pace and, and all of these things, and it just doesn't quite work out that way. So, yeah. but I love the idea of responding versus reacting. And that does, it takes them, it takes that minute just to think, to breathe, to just stop, stop, pause. And, and it's likely the outcome will be much better. And there's a lot of people and circumstances that you need patience with, with your, you know, your ex, your children, your therapist, your parents, your friends. If you're in a divorce proceeding with the courts, with the judge right now, if you're, you know, the courts, if they were closed as they are during the COVID time, you know, we just need to have so much muscle building, as you say, that's such a great point that you raise for all of these elements. You can't just decide, oh, I'm going to be more patient now and I'm going to breathe now because I'm upset. Whichever element you decide that you're working on, you need to really work that muscle on a daily basis throughout the day so that when you are feeling triggered, the skill is accessible to you. Right. It's, it's like, you know, working out and getting stronger, not for that moment, but just, well, of course, to feel better and look better and everything, but it's for really when you need it. So these are things that you may not need it right at that moment, but they're sort of in your back pocket to whip out when you need. I love that analogy, Debbie. I hadn't thought of that one, but it's just like working out. It is just the same. I'm going to use that going forward. There you go. There okay. you go. You know, so, it's, so it's just so funny you said someone just, um, she did a video, this is so like I digress, but someone did a video the other day. She heard me speak six years ago. I said something back then and she's been using that every single day. So she quoted me and, and I'm sharing this because this will serve you, the audience, everybody in any situation. You ready? It's so simple. Easy now, hard later. Hard now, easy later. Take your pick. It's going to be one of those two. And isn't that true? Like in the in, totally. in just the totally. idea of separating or mediating, well, whatever it is. Easy now, meaning like I'm just not going to deal with it. Hard later. You have it's so much harder to deal with. Or hard now, go through, have those difficult conversations, go through that process. Easy later. It's more manageable and deal, you know, and, and able, you're able to to deal with with things that much easier. So exactly. you apply it to every topic, it works. That's a hundred percent right. In fact, I, I never said it so succinctly like that. So I might take that also. That's <laughs> um, but when, when I'm doing, um, when I'm doing my online mediation with people, a lot of times, um, you know, there's a, there is an impulse to say, Oh, we'll get to that. 
but really, no, let's have that conversation. Let's deal with it because one day you will have both moved on and it's so much harder. So just make it hard now and it will be easy later. A hundred percent. I'm telling yeah. you, it works with, there is not a topic it doesn't work for. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. I was just going to go on to respect. But yeah, I was going to say, let's get to respect. Number two. Okay. So number two is respect. And what respect is all about, of course, is about you, about building up your self-respect, especially when you feel like garbage after you've just been betrayed, right? You can be full of shame. How did I let this happen to me? What was I thinking? Where, you know, what did I do wrong? You, you did nothing wrong, right? It has nothing to do with you, but, but still we feel that way. We feel full of shame. We feel judged. We judge ourselves. There, it, I mean, I don't care how gorgeous you are, how successful you are, what high position you hold, how beloved you are by all your friends. If and when you are betrayed, you are going to feel like garbage. It's and there's just, your proof that it wasn't about you, right? Because it's it's not a beauty thing. It's not a it's not a status thing, right? I mean, people could the most beautiful, well-respected people in the world could be betrayed. So just absolutely, you know. And and, and what's so interesting is in in you know who people who listen to the show and in my community, a big part of betrayal is self-betrayal, and. Um, and here's what, and that sort of reminds me of when you're talking about respect, because as if the betrayal wasn't bad enough, now the, the, what we do to ourselves as a result of that, it's like, it's just a bad game of hot potato. You know, it's, it's on us and then we sit with it and that's not, that's not fair. So I love the respect piece as much as it's respect each other, respect yourself. Respect yourself is number one. And so here's a tiny little tip that I'll give you is um, to create stronger boundaries. I alluded to that when we first started to talk. Um, you know, not all of your friends or relatives or confidence can be there for you in a way that serves you right now. And so pay attention. Notice to how you feel when you hang up with someone. If it doesn't feel good, it, even if it's your everyday bestie for the last 25 years, just say, I love you so much. Right now, I'm doing the phones thing. Um, right now, I need to take a little time for my own healing. And, you know, I hope you'll be there for me when I come out on the other side and just, you know, forgive yourself for not being able to hold that friend that will bring us to forgiveness. Cause again, all of these steps are about you, but the self-respect that you will feel when you start filling your days, your lives, your, your mind with more of the people and circumstances that empower you, that make you feel whole, whole, the better. And another cool thing you can do is, grab a journal and just make a list when you're feeling like crap, things that make me feel good or what I love to do when I was 10. Cause when we're 10, we're not like in puberty at eight, nine, 10. What'd you like to play? How did it make you feel? And even if you're not going to now go play with your Barbie dolls again, obviously you're going to, for that moment when you're writing about it, you're going to actually feel that happiness that you felt at that time because your head is there. We can only think about one thing at a time. And so having a self-respect journal is a really amazing tool. I love that. I love that. And I'm just going to bring up, you know, you mentioned about friends and this is something I see all the time. And I want to make sure I, I mention it just in case this is happening with, with, with anybody who's listening. Something really common, you know, one of the discoveries we made was that there are these five stages from betrayal to breakthrough. You can't skip them. You can't jump them. You will go through these five stages if you're going to heal. And something so common in around a stage four is as we're creating, we're adjusting to this new normal, 
right? We've accepted our betrayal. We're moving on. We're starting to create this new life. And I always equate this to if you've ever moved into a new house, condo, office, apartment, whatever, you, you, you know, you're settling in. But think about it. If you were to move, you don't necessarily bring everything with you. And what I see so often is here's the time where we start outgrowing some of our friendships, some of our relationships, if they were one-sided, if the, if these people did not respect our boundaries, if they were just all about them, um, we just don't bring them bring them with us into this new version of us. So I have a feeling uh, that ties in with that respect piece. Let's get to the next one. Okay, so the next one, I love the next one. It's peace. And, you know, I often address lawyers. And if you say the word peace to lawyers, it's like a big eye roll. Like, <laughs> but when I'm talking about peace, um, I don't mean you're going to be best friends. I don't mean, you know, fluffy uh, clouds and unicorns and fairies. What I'm talking about is feeling like good enough. Where do we reach? How do we feel okay? How do we get to neutral? So it's all about noticing the neutral and moving forward from there. Now, it may be that, you know, you've been betrayed and your ex is not apologetic in a heartfelt way and doesn't own their side and is also not showing up on time with the kids and doing all kinds of things, not paying. I mean, there's like a whole suite of things that can be happening in your life over and above the betrayal. The betrayal is like stage A and then, you know, as if Debbie's nodding because you understand exactly what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. So one way to get to peace is by noticing the neutral, both internally and externally. Mm -hmm. So when I say internally, it's like when you feel okay in a moment of your day, notice it. Where are you? What are you thinking about? Notice it and remember it. Hold on to that. For those moments where you're not feeling okay, bring that back. Maybe jot that down in your respect journal right? Because we want to build up positivity. While we're going through the stages of grief, we can create little pockets of the day. Maybe it's three minutes in the morning, three minutes at night. Maybe you can't do three minutes. Maybe it's 30 seconds, whatever it is. Start small, but you're creating a pathway. You're changing the way you think. And over time, after you've steeped like a tea bag and you've allowed all those emotions to brew, over time, the upset will dissipate and if you're lucky, over time, you will achieve emotional freedom through forgiveness and self-compassion. Uh, you know what I love about this one? I love that it takes the pressure off because we have so much pressure to be happy and feel great. And the idea of seeking peace is measurable, is do, it feels more reasonable. Especially, you know, if you're just dealing with your betrayal and it's, it's fresh, peace seems like an attainable, it may seem so far-fetched depending on who's listening to this right now. Some but, people it's not attainable. Yeah, but seeking peace, I love that because it seems like a great uh, rung on the ladder that's totally. achievable before, let's say, joy. You know, it just oh. seems manageable, doable, something great to work towards. Love that one. Love that one. Let's get to the next one. Okay, so the next one is actually my favorite. That's like where the rubber meets the road and um, it's clarity. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've had, and again, for anyone listening, you don't need to do it in, the, in this order. Maybe you're already totally patient. You can skip right over patience. You know, get, those of us who are born and bred New Yorkers, Aries, we need patience. Mm -hmm. We need a double dose. But anyway, so get into clarity. That's when you are becoming your own active visionary. You're getting out of the blame game. You're getting clear on what do you want? Where do you want to go? How do you see yourself in the world, in your relationship? Can you sustain a relationship with this person 
it, you know, staying together. Can how can you sustain a divorce relationship while co-parenting? You know, what does it look like to you? I talk about something called the Ver Protocol. That's mm -hmm. visualize. If anyone's watching this on YouTube or wherever it's posted, it's visualize, internalize, realize. And so I throw my hands up. It feels really good. I, I encourage everybody to do that. Right. So Gabrielle so, is doing like a whole cheerleader move right now, just so we're audio, but so you know what's happening. Total cheerleader thing going on, but okay. It sort of looks and, like YMCA, but but okay, I got you. Because <laughs> that's me. I'm more like, you know, theater than cheerleader. That's right. why. Yeah. Right. Um, in my next life, I'm going to be super cool. But in this one, I'll be a little comical. So... Yeah. So I love, I love this one. You know, it's so interesting. I love the idea of, of now, you know, being your own visionary. And, and one of the things I talk about all the time is it's this concept of death and rebirth. And there really is the death of the old relationship, the death of the old you, the oh. death of the expectations and, and the grieving process that goes along with that. But the beauty of that is because you're, you've, you've done that, it's uttered and you know complete death and destruction of what you had but the beauty of that is you're now in a space to say well who do i want to be how do i want to show up who do i want to become how do i want this relationship to look now now that we're in this you know situation so it sounds like clarity is just a great place to do that and also taking it one step further is also stepping away from the blame because so many people carry the anger the shame the upset the disappointment forward forever. And this is also going to segue into forgiveness, right? But when we are more focused on our vision, which is a little harder than being stuck in the blame cycle, we can start to feel happy. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. and, and it's true. I'm so glad you said that because blame is one of the most destructive emotions we have. It's totally saying, okay, here's all my power. You can have it. You know, and when we stop blaming, we take our power back, and that's when we start just creating that vision, like what you said. Let's let's talk about forgiveness because I found it's just a word until you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is really right. So, um, but but you just talked about it, like when we're when we're angry. So ang anger serves a very strong protective. Um, uh, it's a protective measure for all of us while we are suffering when we're feeling betrayed it's what supports us it gets us through it allows us to not crawl up into a little ball and just cry and disappear and become a shell of who we are but over time and time may mean you know years it may mean decades i mean it's up to you you're in charge you know when i when i wrote better apart i had said to my my mom by way of background my parents divorced when i was nine and my brother was six i changed houses every day um my parents were sort of braggy about how amazing their divorce was and I, you know, and I didn't realize it was until I worked for a judge and I saw mm -hmm. how bad divorces often became. Um, but so when I wrote my book, I, I said to my mom, are you still mad at dad? And she said, she's like, yeah, I am. And they, you know, they get along, but she's still mad. And I said, you know, how's it serving you? And she was like, oh, you know, basically she told me to, you know, piss off. You know, mm -hmm. my, she's like, you know, I can be mad if I want to be. And I said, fine. But you know, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting mm -hmm. the other person to die. So whatever. She sort of blew me off. Maybe eight months later when the book, when the galleys came out, I sent it to her and um, my mom called me. She said, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> <laughs> In a way only a mom can say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
And so, so the, the point of forgiveness, and, and since then, you know, now I take full credit, even though she would probably not say it's because of me, that she's, she's not mad anymore at my dad. I'm like, it's the book. She's like, it has nothing to do with the book. I'm like, whatever. So, <laughs> but, but the, the thing about forgiveness is it's truly all about you. It's, it is, <clears throat> it's an exercise in being compassionate with yourself. And it's the only way you're really going to become emotionally free, right? It is the portal to emotional freedom. It's going to be the thing that stops you from getting agitated by some small thing. You know, you know the person who you go to the restaurant and they taste the food and it's, it always gets sent back no matter what. It's not about the food. It's because there's some other part of them that they're upset, disappointed, angry about. And so if, if we can, as Debbie said before, you know, do the hard now, It'll be easy later. So, so do the hard now. Forgive. Um, I had a circumstance which, you know, it was just a friend. It is not a life betrayal, but it was still, it was a lifelong friend and it was upsetting. Um, and I had to keep seeing this person. And one day after several years of feeling quite upset, um, I decided to forgive myself for not being able to let go of how disappointed I was. And in doing that, it was like unbelievable how free I felt. Now, that was just a friendship, and that took me a number of years. So, mm -hmm. you know, be kind to yourself. That's the compassion part. Maybe you're really, really betrayed, and you need to feel upset for a long time. That's okay, but always check in with yourself and ask yourself, do I need this armor anymore, or can I start to let it go bit by bit? And you know, and forgiveness is a process. I just want to remind everyone, if you think it's this one big grand magical ta-da moment, no, it's not. It's layers and stages. And sometimes you forgive and you take it back and then you forgive and you take it back. And, and just uh, to give yourself some time and patience with all of this, especially if you're looking to forgive and rebuild. I mean, forgiveness is always in your best interest, but when it comes to rebuilding an entirely new relationship with the person who hurt you, whether it's a family member, a friend, uh, a partner, this takes time. And it takes time also because it's along the same timeline as trust. And trust takes time and forgiveness takes time and you can't rush either one. So um, I love what you're saying about forgiveness and it's, um, it's an important process for us because we're also bringing some physical issues on ourselves when we don't forgive. I mean, it's really physically damaging. Is there a way you encourage people to forgive or part of a process that you, that you teach? Yeah. So I, I talk a lot about um, just uh, giving yourself an affirmation or a mantra, you know, saying, you know, I, I, I respect myself. I love myself. I forgive you. I forgive myself and to just, I'm sorry, go inward um, on the forgiveness piece and to really give yourself the space to feel and to also allow yourself to recognize how normal it is to feel how you feel, right? Mm -hmm. To know that you're not gonna crumble and disappear if you try on forgiveness. As you just said, it's an iterative process. It doesn't happen all at once. So just give yourself the space and allow yourself, give yourself permission to forgive. That's really probably the most magical part of the whole thing is literally giving yourself permission. You're not weak if you forgive. 
That's, that's the biggest thing I want people to know too. You know, we look at it as if I forgive, am I setting myself up for it to happen again? Am I being weak? Am I being a pushover? And the answer is no. I've found because of my, of my two betrayals was my family betrayal. And then my husband that it was by far hands down the hardest thing to do. Forgive, especially forgive and, and rebuild, but by far hands down the most freeing. And it takes a warrior. You know, I, I was that woman who used to judge other people. And of course, you know, that's what happens. We judge and then it happens and we see things clearly. And what I learned was it is so much harder to forgive, truly forgive and look at that person who hurt you and say, okay, you know what? I'm forgiving and I'm going to uh, believe in you and, and, and start something new. So I get how hard it is, everybody, but I'm telling you for your sake, for your sanity, for your health, it's worth it when you're ready. When you're and, ready. and also to circle back to the respect piece with forgiveness, keep those boundaries, but you can over time, you know, at first your boundaries for self-respect might have to be totally black and white just so that you're building from the inside out. But over time, you may be able to loosen them somewhat. But when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And at the same time, you can love them for the limited person that they are and put them in a different category in your life so that they cannot do the same thing again to you and you keep yourself and your children as safe emotionally as you can to go through. Forward. Yeah, that's that's really important. And I just wanna I just wanna add this one more thing. There's the if then rule with forgiveness too. If you feel safe and valued and you forgive, you feel better. If you do not feel safe and valued and you forgive, you feel worse. Now, I would I would sort of expand on that to say forgive forgive anyway, but if you feel safe and valued and you and you forgive when you're reconciling right? Then you feel better. But as far as reconciling, if you do not feel safe and valued and you forgive, you feel worse. So the, just, just to That's sort of refine that yeah. a little bit more. Well, uh, what do you want to make sure everyone knows as we wrap up? So if you are looking for any support at all, um, you can find my resources at gabriellehartley.com. I have a group for individuals. And also if you are, if you happen to be a coach or a trainer, I certify people in, um, in the better apart method, anyone who's working with divorcing people, and I mediate online. If you're not looking for services and you're just looking for a little inspiration, um, the main thing I would tell you is to believe in yourself, be kind to yourself. Just because you create boundaries does not make you unkind. Way too many people think that if you are firm, you're not being nice, especially women. That is not the case. You have to be kind to yourself first. And then you'll be able to be a supportive, loving, kind person to everyone around you. And you'll also be able to fall to sleep better at night. That sounds great. Gabrielle, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know you shared so many insights, amazing insights and tips and tools that the listeners will really gain value from. So thank you so much. Thank you, Debbie. So Gabrielle really shared some helpful strategies on separating, divorcing, how to be better apart, and in some cases, how to come back together if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, and if you want to. Stay in touch with Gabrielle by going to gabriellehartley.com, and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway, the five elements, patience, I mean, who doesn't need more of that, respect, peace, 
clarity, and forgiveness. Each of these elements takes work, repetition, consistency, just like building a muscle. So don't get down on yourself if each one takes time. They're all worth working towards. So be gentle on yourself. And as long as your intention is to move forward with each one, that's a great step in the right direction. Of course, you can also take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see what may be lingering in the wake of your betrayal at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And... I'm so excited to share with you the PBT Institute membership community. Imagine everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best community support, certified coaches and practitioners you could schedule time with, daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health, mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming and supportive place to become your best all online. I am so excited to welcome you. Go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.